The Damn Podcast is brought to you by the Influential Grooming Lounge. It's more than just a barbershop. It's where influencers elevate each other and the community meets. Welcome everybody into another episode of The Damn Podcast with the host Marcus Greaves and Angie Machado. Let's just jump right into it, Angie. The Beavs, uh, it, look, it sounds like they finally picked up a coach, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's not been officially announced yet, but um, several sources have confirmed to me that um, they are going with, and it, it kind of shocked me a little bit. So his name is Blue Adams. He is a former coach. He most recently was at University of South Florida with Charlie Strong and uh, was also a four-year coach with the Miami Dolphins. So played in the league and uh, looks to be a solid pickup. Now, it's not, you know, I know we've talked on the pod about, you know, originally I thought they would go for a guy with that L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, LA ties. He is completely... East Coast. He is a South Florida native, a Miami native, has really recruited Florida and Georgia, which I don't think is a bad thing necessarily, but it does, you know, it's out of that footprint, that Pac-12 footprint that Coach Smith has, has talked about as their focus. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, if a guy can is personable and can identify talent and can build relationships, he can recruit anywhere. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the biggest thing because a lot of times, just from a, a, a former player standpoint is, and I used to do these videos when, like, Corey Hall and Les Miles was, like, in the somehow discussion of being Oregon State's head coach, all that jazz, right? And you just have to look at it like, I wouldn't say it's no matter where you're from because I don't really know how to put it right into words, but it's basically like no matter where you're from, as long as you can connect with a, with a player, and that was the biggest thing for me because I had plenty of coaches coming to my house and, like, I always bring up what Trayvon Bradford said where it's like used car dealership, right? And that's like that's where I was like, nah, it's okay. Like if you go on a visit or you have a coach come to your house and it's like they're like, okay, look at all this stuff that we have. Look how good you would look in this stuff. Or look how many fans show up to our games. Like look how cool that would be. Like, yeah, that's cool. And a lot of 18-year-olds buy that kind of stuff. But me, I was like, no, I want to know like how I'm going to like – be able to perform at my position, like what's my situation looking like? You how know, you're going to help me, like yeah, with school? How you're yeah. going to help me with like life after football, kind of that stuff, instead of you know like we need you for four years and then get out. So yeah. as long, I I don't know this guy personally, obviously, and Angie, I don't know if you know anything about him, as in his recruiting or I because I, I think twenty four seven like ranks recruiters, don't they? Like yeah, coaches? And, yeah, and he hasn't shown up as any like a major. Um, major force. You know, he he did coach at uh, West Virginia. Um, he played at Cincinnati. So, like I said, he's he's got some ties. But then again, you look at some of these guys, like you said. Um, you know, Coach Smith was very deliberate about this hire. It was not quick. Obviously, it's gone over a month. And um, you know, what I've seen, especially when you look at wide receivers and DBs, those skill positions, running backs, they want guys, especially DBs. It it seems to really ring true. Is they want guys that. You know, these guys all think, all these players think they're going to the league. Mm-hmm. You ask any 18-year-old and he's going to the league. So they love when they have a coach that has played in the league. I mean, they love Corey Hall. They, you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember Rod Perry. He coached in the oh, NFL. Yeah. Coach Perry. Coach Perry, you know. And, and, and those guys, they love that, right? I mean, Stephen Nelson, I remember talking. I mean, that was one of the reasons he came to Oregon State was Coach Perry. And he knew that Coach Perry, A, knew what it took to be in the league, would prepare him to be in the league, and then have those connections to reach out and make some calls on his behalf. So um, that 
that's big. And, um, you know, Adams has that. One of the things that stood out to me when I did some research on him was when he came in to South Florida in 2017, the Bulls' total defense was ranked 120th Jeez. in 2016, giving up 482 yards per game. In 2017, when the new staff came in, including Coach Adams, they jumped to 37th, giving up 359.8 yards. Okay, what Beaver fan? I mean, we've been talking about this in the Lodge. Okay, Oregon State was 128th, I believe, this year. And and we have people saying, gosh, just get us in the, you know, top 75. Um, So they went that, I mean, that's a huge improvement. And it can't all be for him. Yeah. But. That's that's big, right? That he has been able to do that. They also that year the scoring defense in 2016 at USF ranked 92nd in the country, and they jumped to 41st in in uh, 2017. Mm-hmm. And Angie, so, I would say another thing just to add on to that is because I think a lot of the time if your program's struggling, or I mean any program around the around the country does it is you focus a lot on like a coach's recruiting. Like uh, people like to say, okay, he's a really good recruiter, which is cool. Cause you can get, then you get guys, right. You get some good talent coming to your school, but at the end of the day, like what's mo- what's more important, like getting a guy who has like a lot of raw ability or a coach that can develop that kind of player. Exactly. And, that, and that's exactly. what's super big. And so if, you know, I, and like you said, you can't give that guy all the credit for the, no. for the turnaround, but I mean, I would assume that he was a big part of that as well. You but know, he, and, and he knows, right? It's yeah. not it's not daunting to him to come into a program and be like, oh, wow, you guys you guys were bad last year. I mean, he's been there, he's done it. Um, and like you said, being able to coach it. I mean, I've seen just in this conference, look at, look at Oregon, look at USC. Uh-huh. They get all the talent in the world, and if those coaches aren't developing it, it, it means nothing. So um, that that's going to be at the end of the day, the, you know, where the rubber meets the road with, with me is if Adams can coach these guys. Mm-hmm. So that, that's going to be big. And, and, you know, honestly, I, I haven't heard yet. I mean, like I said, Oregon state hasn't officially announced him as a hire. So we don't know about recruiting areas. I would imagine. So right now, coach Petrie has been working inland empire, orange County and LA. He's down there right now. That's huge area for, mm-hmm. for coach Petrie. Although I would say he's probably the best recruiter on staff. Yeah. Have some help down there. Get you know, get um, Coach Adams acquainted. But then, gosh, I mean, if he has some ties in in Florida and Georgia, you now you're not going to pull the five stars out of Florida and Georgia. But there's so much talent down there. Being able to get you know a guy that maybe is overlooked. I mean, I remember talking to Coach Lockett when he was on staff and saying, and he said, "There's guys that are you know a three star in Florida that all the other schools are overlooking." That would be a four or five. Yeah, on, yeah, on the yeah, either in Oregon or on the West Coast. That's kind of just how it Coast. goes. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see, just because, like, I, like Angie and I always say this. I think anyone who follows follows recruiting knows that, or knows me and recruiting is that I don't know a lot about it. I just look at it from a player's point of view always. So, to me, you know, obviously there's the there's the hotbeds of you know like California, Texas and then places in the South. But if you could just get a coach that can identify talent, like you said, Angie, I think that's the biggest thing because there's plenty of players around the around the country that, right, we see it all the time, like they get to college and then you, you don't really take the next step. And so I think that's, that's huge that Coach Smith got this kind of guy because if you coach in the NFL, obviously you have to know how to develop players. And if you coach in college, you have to know how to develop players. I don't know if you coach in high school, but – like you said, there's places like USC, 
USC year in and year out, prob- or not as of lately, but they got the best players on but the West Coast. But they still do. Yeah, they yeah. still. They get the best guys. Yeah. And and they and, just, and you don't hear anything about them taking that next step. So I don't know. No, it's, and, and, you know, it's, it's funny. Beaver fans, you crack me up sometimes because, well, you know, this, this hire is not like, I mean, I don't know what Beaver fans were expecting, but now, you know, he has jumped around some. He was at West Virginia, then he jumped to, you know, he's at Miami for four years, was at West Virginia, jumped to South Florida. He was let go at South Florida, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't know why. But South Florida, Charlie Strong, they had an epic meltdown this year. Um, and I think he had to make some some coaching changes just to appease the administration and the, and the fans. Now, that being said, you know, Beaver fans are on social media and in the lodge, you know, kind of, well, he's jumped around a lot. What if he leaves after a year? What if he leaves after? In my opinion, if he leaves after a year or two, that's because he's done a hell of a job getting the Beaver, you know, turning the Beaver program around. So yeah. he'll leave it a lot better than he came in. So you can't worry about that. Oregon State just needs to continue to get better, continue to develop guys, and uh, and go from there. Yeah, Angie, uh, I would. I was gonna ask. I think I already asked it though. Was just I know that he's he's probably not ranked, but and maybe this is something we should. I don't. I don't want to put you on blast. I don't know if there's like certain DBs that he's coached that we can kind of like reflect back on because I think with. Um, coach Perry, you could look at kind of the guys he's coached and you're like, okay, he's a good coach, right? Cause if he can identify maybe, a, and I don't know the whole story, like, a, like a Jordan Poyer, for example, right. And then you get someone like that. He comes to Oregon state. And then from there he develops him. I don't know Jordan Poyer's story. I don't, I really don't. I'm just going to be honest with everybody, but. Oh, I, I mean, Jordan Poyer was a two star out of Astoria. Yeah. Who, and and did he walk on? Was that it? I think he did walk on well, or he was going to. I, now that was, I think that was. I don't know if he was going to walk on. I cannot remember exactly, but or if he like last minute. I think he might have got the scholarship offer like the Sunday before signing day. Yeah. Um, because it was kind of like down to like you go to Portland State with a scholarly or walk on at Oregon State. Um, I think I think that might have come into play. But yeah, look what happened there. You you can't you know. That's that's where recruiting comes into play, especially at Oregon State. You need to find the guys that are hungry, that want to work. Um, but you know, looking back at Adams, you know, one of the guys he coached at um, at West Virginia was Russell Douglas, who led the nation in interceptions and uh, earned was Big Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. So you know, I mean, there's well, that's 2016. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, that's nice and. Uh, you just look at it. I I think it's a good hire. Like I don't want to overanalyze it, obviously, and like break it down. Like, okay, well, he like you said, Angie, he left here, he left here, he left here. You're right. If he leaves, that's probably because he's doing a lot better, and or the team is doing a lot better, and someone else wants to hire him. That will pay exactly. him more money. And at this point, if you're or if you're Beaver fans, I don't know if that's something that you could really be mad about because. Let's be real. If he can leave the defense in any way better than it was last year, please do. <laughs> you can come here for a year <laughs> and leave if you want to. As long as we get like like 30 interceptions, I don't know, like <laughs> anything. DBs are locked down, whatever it is, right? But at the end of the day, if he can develop the players that he gets, I mean, it doesn't really matter, you know, what where they're from or where he's recruiting. As long as you get players who want to be at Oregon State, and like want to make an impact, and not get on, yeah, right, and, and just 
be the best player they can be and be coachable, I think I think you're, they'll be fine and it's a good pickup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I said, there was there was a lot of you know I I know I've heard from several people that you know Coach Smith had a lot of interest in this job. So um, you know I know for a fact that um, one of the, the people they spoke with was Eric Williams down at San Jose State, former Oregon State um, DB. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that former players are reaching out. They really wanted another Beaver to get that job. So, um, and you know, Eric's a great guy, very personable. LA ties kind of checked all the boxes. So, um, in my mind, Blue Adams must have really, you know, kind of he must have had well, something. He must have had something he, that everybody else didn't. So that exactly that's exactly. really good. So, that's something people should keep in mind. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I haven't met him yet. I haven't spoken to him yet. So I'm anxious to do so just to kind of to form an opinion and and find kind of where, you know, his recruiting areas will be Um, and then watch him. You know, I, I, I learned so much when you watch coaches during spring camp and being able to watch them coach just to see how they are. You know, I I remember talking about coach Tibisar and watching him coach or coach Mahalachek. Coach Smith really has guys that our teachers. And mm-hmm. so I expect, I expect coach Adams to be in that similar vein. Yeah. And every time you look at it and you look at kind of who he has on his staff and that, that that's the thing to me that I think a lot of Oregon state fans are starting to get caught up in is if you're super, like you look at, you know, a, a, a university like, like the ducks, I, I'll use them as an example. Again, whoever last time said, you know, I'm like hell bent on, telling the ducks how bad they are you're right i'm just kidding but uh, <laughs> but you just look at it like you look at their coaches it's what i'm saying and the person who shall not be spoken on this podcast according to people last time and you know who i'm talking about <laughs> yes, was yes. T- even told me and i get it like whatever we can say whatever we want about it but there's coaches that are super big on social media and super big like when it really comes down to football I think the coaches that you see that are on social media, like always, hey, check this out. We're going to go get whoever, right? And then I'm going here to go get the next best duck or whatever it is, right? And you, they tweet like every five minutes. I can't follow those kind of people on Twitter because they drive me insane. But uh, then you look at like, the, it's just the difference. There's the flash and then there's guys that when it comes down to knowing football and getting your players better, or I think Oregon State has those because – Let's be real. We break it down like this. Oregon by far has the better athletes offensively, but they their play calling is horrific. It is terrible. You have arguably, you know, a top five pick just to waste his talent, I guess I should say, compared to you flip it over Oregon State offensively, you watch them on offense, you're like, these guys, like, they're not these four or five star, like, getting, <laughs> you know, 50 offers. But I was like, damn, these guys can play. And they're co- and these coaches coach them so well. Like, you look at someone like Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah already had the raw talent. Like, this kid was a freak. And I think he was a four-star. But I he think left. each time you watch him play, it's like he gets better every game when they give him a chance to get the ball. And I think that's what, you know, it was their first season too, so they're obviously not going to, you know, be picture perfect. But I just watch individually, say, running backs as well. I watch someone like Jamar Jefferson make some moves that I know Coach Petrie taught him because when I had to sit down with Coach Petrie, he emphasized that that's what he wants his players to do or be able to make that kind of read or that kind of move. And Jamar mm-hmm. Jefferson uses it. And look at where it got him, right? Freshman All-American. You know, obviously well, that's not so all on the coach. Point too. Yeah. This is a good point, too, Marcus, because I had to sit down with, with Coach Smith right before um, 
signing day in, in December. And one of the, you know, and I asked him about the coaching search. One of the things that he, and he said, yeah, LA ties would be nice, but he said one of the biggest things he wanted to look for was a coach that fit not only with Oregon State, but with the staff he has in place. Yes. And how important that is when, and, and I can't emphasize that enough because the former staff, the last staff that was on, in, in Corvallis did not have that. They did not work well together. They were splintered and that, that, you know, showed everywhere on the field with the players. Um, and so having a cohesive coaching unit that gets along and can discuss things and, you know, cause coaches aren't always going to agree, you know, mm. and behind closed doors, they might have disagreements on maybe who should be playing or what, you know, what scheme they should run. But in order to, to improve, they need to be kind of on the, they have to be on the same page yeah, and they yeah. have to get along. So, um, you know, coach Smith said that was almost more important. That was one of the most important factors was he wanted a guy, a, a coach that could coach and, and teach and, and teach these young men and, and help build them. You know, and it sounds very Riley esque or Peterson esque, but wanting to help them be better people and, and grow into solid men. But he wanted a guy that would fit with the, with the culture of the coaching staff they had in place. Mm-hmm. Angie, it's <laughs> always, it's always funny to me. And I don't mean to get off, off topic, but I see this so often is like, <laughs> you see people that are like, well, yeah, he's he's acting just like Riley or he's acting just like Coach Peterson. Like, wh- where's, like, the uniqueness? I was like, you guys, come on. Like, look at their records. Look at what they can do. Look at what the have they done. <laughs> like, and, and those are great mentors to have, right? Yes, I that's mean, a, those, those are fabulous mentors to have. I would love to have I mean, those guys. Coach Peterson has done so much – you know, just it's the way of doing it. And, and you know, people say, well, they're awake. You know, they've closed off the media more that, you know, they don't have the access. But that's how Peterson runs it. And at the end of the day, he's, you know, Coach Smith is being judged on wins and losses and getting, you know, his football team. Yeah. Winning. Not on does he does he uh, grant an awesome interview? Yeah. Well, that, yeah, we've we've seen plenty of people who can do awesome interviews. And then that's about <laughs> it. Right. <laughs> You know, it's funny that you said it too, because you're right. Like they, they're not much of the media people because there's times where I'm like, I'm like, man, I just like, can you guys just talk to me? Like, come yeah. on. Like I used to play here. Just talk to me. Like I get it. Like I'm not a, like I'm not a, a investigative reporter. Like I'm not just trying to like get yeah, breaking news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, come on, yeah, man. I, I know, I know just as much as these guys do. <laughs> like, but it's always funny just because I'm like, man, like they really, close the door on us but it's okay though like you know if you want to focus on getting your team better then yeah i mean i don't really care because at the end of the day angie what you know i I don't think people look at it like this for even from a selfish point of view like we like we do sometimes is the wins and losses are great but it makes our job a lot easier (laughs) it really does and i'm sorry for yeah if the team's winning it's just way easier all the way around but hey, Angie, you know from past experience that if the team is not looking good and I need to keep someone's butt in a seat at that stadium, I can do it. I'll pitch it to them. <laughs> I don't know if I need to get. It. I don't. I don't know if I need to get on my knees and like kiss your shoes or kiss your feet. But come on, if I have to, I will. If that doesn't tell you I'm a diehard Beaver fan, I don't know what will. <laughs> so, so I, I do want to talk a little bit real quickly here. I want to speaking of pitching things. I want to pitch something for our listeners because it's only going on until Friday, this Friday night. Um, if you're not a member of Beaver Blitz yet, we have our biggest promo of the year right now. Buy one month, nine ninety five. 
and we'll add five months free. So you're going to get six months of Beaver Blitz for under $10. It'll take you into July. So you'll have signing day is coming up here um, in a couple weeks. So you'll have signing day coverage. Um, actually, gosh, signing day is two weeks from today. Holy cow. Whoa. Um, so signing day coverage, you will have men's basketball, women's basketball, uh, both men's and women's basketball recruiting. Baseball is coming up three weeks away. Um, you'll have JP's weekly walk-off, which I'm sorry if you're a baseball fan or even a casual fan, you want JP's weekly walk-off because it will keep you and full of stats and everything you'll need to know each week on that. Um, and then spring football is seriously coming up the end of February. So we have full coverage of that. Uh, and then the seven on seven and 2021, 2020, and even 2022, they've extended some offers. So um, all of that kind of heads off into the spring season. So you'll get all of that as well. So um, really it's a no brainer, no co- promo code, just get to Beaver Blitz, sign up. It's seriously the best deal you'll see. We're not going to run any more promos leading up to signing day. So that's it. Yeah, you guys better go get that because also... You get Marcus's amazing analysis too. Yes, and I don't really rant on there, but if I need to like record myself like casually walking down the street and I just need to like start ranting for you guys so you guys can do that, then I'll do it for you. I don't know what I'll rant about. <laughs> Marcus's Maybe... weekly rant. See, if we did that, I... I think I could do it, but sometimes I think to myself, like, I don't want to be known as like a, like a Stephen A. Smith that, that just yeah, like shows. Yeah, I'm not an angry guy. Like, I'm actually really happy. There's just sometimes I get really pissed off and I just can't stop. <laughs> and like, I when I'm talking and ranting, I'm like, I look at the time on this podcast. I'm like, well, I've been going for like ten minutes. I, I know. Chill I know. Out. We'll be like, oh, it's gonna be a shorter pod today, and then next thing you know, it's an hour later. Yeah. But you know, one thing about Beaver Blitz, I've done it a long time. Um, we've got some solid solid uh, relationships built up and there's a lot of places out there that I, I was talking to someone last night about this and there's a lot of places that will you know put out i don't want to say fake news because that's so used but they'll they'll put you know they'll just make make shit up i'm sorry they'll just you know yeah but things that we put on beaver blitz are legit honestly they've been um you know i don't that's not my style i'm not going to just you know throw a bunch of crap out there and see what sticks yeah it's legit so, uh, Marcus, Marcus, you know, I have, I've got some solid sources. You've got solid sources. Um, so the stuff in the lodge is legit. It's legit pretty info. legit. So, uh, Andy, anyway, so enough on that. But with signing day, I know we have some questions um, about, and I would talk about signing day right now, but we have questions. So we might as well maybe jump into the damn questions. Yes, let's do some damn questions. Damn questions are brought to you by Body of Health Chiropractic and Wellness Center. Dr. Jason Young has been the chiropractor for Oregon State Athletics since 2011. Go to yourbodyofhealth.com for more information. Okay, Marcus. Um, you guys re- you ready to start? Yeah. Uh, real quick, Angie. We, we talked about this for a second off air. Uh, to all of you guys who make fun of me because how boring I sound in that like body of health read I have to do or that I do do, it's not that I'm bored, I promise you. It's the fact that multitasking and trying not to mess up for <laughs> Dr. Jason uh, is really hard. <laughs> it is hard because I'm like multitasking. I'm like, okay, did I say it all right? And then I'll listen back to it. And quick story before we go to the questions. I'm not kidding. As much as I like do on-air stuff here at The Fan, you know, I used to do NBC, that I do this podcast – I am horrible at reading these kind of things, and I don't know why. I have no idea why, but it just, I don't know if I, my, my palms start sweating, my head starts sweating, I get a little nervous. Nobody's in this, like, small closet that I record this in, 
I don't know why I get nervous about it, Angie, but I'm going to redo it. So after this podcast, I'm going to redo it. How about that? And maybe I'll redo the first one too because – or the beginning with the uh, Influential Grooming Launch because I, I assume I sound boring in that too, but nobody wants to tell me. It is hard, right? It is hard when you're doing these reads. Uh, yeah, it's hard. And Angie, I was hoping you were going to be a little more supportive and be like, you know what, Mark, you sound pretty good and you sound excited, but that kind of answered my question for me. Anyways, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to these questions. you want to start, Angie? I will start. Um, so this is a good one. Here for the Beavers in the Lodge asks, are you guys hearing any good news from players and coaches on winter workouts, especially with the early enrollees? I've heard some stuff. Marcus, how about you? I have. I have heard just a little bit about their workouts. I've heard they're extremely gruesome. <laughs> and one of my I, one of my Yeah, one of my best friends still uh plays. So I'm not gonna say who, because I don't know if that's like information I can give out. Probably not, but he was telling me that, yeah, it's pretty hard. Like, But he, he said he does feel a lot more explosive, and the biggest thing that he realizes is that Coach Smith understands it's not him and his, his strength coaches. It's not like how much weight you can lift because I think that's what it was with the last staff is that we would – like I could bench like 350 like, like eight times, which is just – I shouldn't be able to do that because I can barely do 200 now because I'm just scrawny and – but whatever. Anyways – they they understand like what it takes to play in the Pac-12 because if you look, it looks like a lot of teams were a lot faster than we were. So they work on more explosive and speed stuff. So that's good. And I've heard a couple of things. I've heard um, a that yes, they've hit the ground running this year, and, and we heard that before that um, last year they basically had to reteach them. The whole winter conditioning was reteaching or teaching them how they wanted it done, so that mm-hmm. they know it. But what I have heard is that that new group of transfers and some of the new the new enrollees, the early enrollees, they've got a, a mindset of they're here to work and take jobs, and it's it's really changed. The, the culture is really changing. Um, it's it's very hardworking, but they're having some fun too, and they're pushing each other. So um, that's yeah, I've heard I've heard some good things. Yes, that's the best me- uh, mentality that you can get your young guys is that if they come in and they're like, okay, I'm going to take this spot. I don't really care who you are. Then that that's really all you could ask for. Um, and, and you know what's interesting too is you know this team has lost a lot of a lot of games, mm-hmm. and those transfer guys have come in and they really have an attitude. I've heard that it's like we don't lose. That's not how we're built. That's not how we're wired. And they're doing what they can to help pick the team up and and maybe change the mentality a little bit. Uh, Angie, I have a question from Matt. Is it Safoni? Right? That's how you uh-huh. say it. Whew. I got really nervous. I was, I was like, just like that, I'm going to lose another listener. Um, <laughs> do you remember his question last week about, uh, he said, I will resubmit my research naming rights question for naming last week. Rights, and I haven't got a, a concrete answer on that. Oh. I do know that, um, you know, see, that's, that's the thing. And I'm waiting. There's another question here about the facility ma- master plan um, with Seek King 2013. And so all this kind of goes together um, as far as, like, naming, because there's been questions about, you know, right now it's Research Stadium, and it's, you know, why don't we see a, you know, a, a field name, maybe Research Field at Spirit Mountain mm-hmm. Casino. Um, so I do think we see more of that, but the the – Actual facility master plan is not coming out until spring, I believe, is what I've heard. It's kind of been pushed out a little bit. So that will be interesting. So that was one of the questions here um, from C. King 2013 was, you're talking about the new video board in Reeser, um with the new terrace. Goss Stadium is renovated. Um, 
but what what facilities do I do we think need improved the most? He loves Gil, but feels it needs to be rebuilt. <laughs> I kind of agree with you, but um, and and research obviously needs to be finished. It, yeah. it just needs to be done. But um, I'm going to defer that until. Um, that facility master plan. So that'll be a topic that we will probably spend an entire pod on is talking about that facility master plan. And um, I know there's a, a bazillion and 12 fundraisers now at Oregon State. So hopefully um, that that maybe is an exaggeration, but it is funny to look at how many fundraisers they have with our Beaver Nation and, and fundraising because back in 2000 when I was a fundraiser, I think we had, there were three of us. And Ooh. then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> there, were, there were three fundraisers, and then um, we had Linda Hurd, who was handled all of the, the BASF stuff or our Beaver Nation stuff, and then a director. So it's it's grown a ton. So, um, you know, they have people now that can really get out there and, and do some corporate stuff and corporate naming. So um, I expect we see more of that. But if you're a corporate, you know, wanting to put your name on something, it, it needs to have a return. So, yeah. Um, they need to be on TV. They need to win some games and, and all that. But that's really the trend right now. We're seeing, you know, maybe a field name and a stadium name. And I feel that Oregon State will be in that same same boat. All right. Angie, I have a question from this. My, this might be my favorite Twitter handle name of all time. I don't know why. I think it's so funny. But his name is Chubby Beaver 72 asks. <laughs> What have you heard about the new coaching, the new coaches recruiting style? I think we already answered this in a way, but I'm just going to read anyway. What have you heard about the new coaches recruiting style and or abilities? Big thanks to both of you guys. I'm loving the podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank you, my man. But, uh, uh, Angie, I think we already, did we already answer that? Right. Yeah, we kind of talked about it. Yeah, Um, just a little bit. Like I said, I'm I'm anxious to talk to him because I just want to hear his philosophy and I love, um, you know, to sit down with these coaches and kind of just here, you know, are they, I, I have watched a couple YouTube videos um, from coach Adams when he was at, um, uh, sorry, West Virginia. And, you know, he, he seems very even, even keeled. He's not real. Um, he's not like some big, excitable raw rock type coach. Um, but I'm anxious to hear kind of what he looks for. And I have a feeling, I mean, I, I have a feeling that he's going to be looking for length and speed. And uh, that's, kind of the new trend now with with db so all right what and then and just finding out i i have a feeling he's got to do some california just because i need some help with california Mm -hmm. uh that was that was going to lead me into another question oh goodness it's daniel devaney 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 that's how i'd say it yep all right i'm sorry if i butchered your name but uh he says will the new coach recruit florida i seem to remember discussions about the previous db coach covering LA area who will cover cover this area now and Angie I think you actually just answered that uh, he's probably going to help out with LA I would assume yeah I mean LA has got is is, is a bread and butter and, and coach Smith does want to focus on that footprint of um the Pac-12 footprint so west coast but like we've seen now with coach Tibisar Tibisar has some connections you know in that midwest area with you know Chicago he pulled Winston Russell um and so I mean, obviously, Coach Adams has has ties to that Florida Georgia area, mm-hmm. and so yes, he, he if you know, but that'll be more of a a one off onesie twosie kind of thing with a focus then in on the West Coast. All right, uh, 
I think I have. Uh, you have one. Daniel more? Devaney actually has has a good one, and I think this is this is big because this is a topic on Beaver Blitz, and this segues right into where we're at with two weeks before signing days. So um, he asked how many scholarships are left and who are the biggest remaining targets for the Beavers with the 2019 class. So I don't know if we've talked since um, James Rawls did commit to Oregon State. He is visiting this weekend. He is the defensive end from Fullerton College. Big-time player. I mean, you watch his motor. Didn't have a ton of offers, but I'll, I'll let you in on why that is. He is actually in his first year at Fullerton College, and most college programs had him penciled in as a 2020 recruit. He was able to do his work, get a bunch done, and he is now projected to be out in in May. So, a lot, you know, this is again Coach Smith doing his homework, the, the coaching staff and and the the support staff doing their homework on this guy, seeing that he could get out early. And so, whereas a lot of other programs had him on their radar for next year. He'll be out early, and he's committed to Oregon State. His um, he's visiting this worship. So with him now, we are sitting at 23 commitments. There are two spots left in this class. Um, Paul Mataveo. I, I know I'm butchering his name, but he will be visiting as well. An offensive lineman from um, Daly City down in the Bay Area, so he will be here as well. Um, he, that is probably top target number one now is to get an offensive lineman, another prep offensive lineman. So that is um, kind of where they're at right now. And then that last spot, there's that, that uh, last spot. I think the Beavs are going to look for a safety. I, I really do. I think they, they need some depth there at safety and uh, I could see them looking for a, um, a prospect there, a prep or save that for, you know, possibly a grad transfer that mm-hmm. might open up. But um, right now, Offensive lineman, prep offensive lineman, and a safety is the top of the list. All right, Andrew, do you have a do you have another question? Um, let me just check here. I think we've got no. I we've got uh, the ones from Beaver Blitz too. So, oh, Big Z, Big Z, one thirty two. Um, again, kind of asks about kind of some you know about the coaching where he'll be. Um, oh, he does ask. Here's a different one because he asked about facility plan. And uh, what does Coach Adam's salary need to be for us to believe that the admin is taking football seriously? Well, he was making 225 at South Florida, and Coach Burns was making 250 here. So, um, you know, I, I, I see him fitting right in that in that price range as far as salary is concerned. And you know, somebody I was I was having a conversation with a with a source down in Southern California before this hire was made, and the topic was, you know, does Oregon State just like rob a bank and open up the bank and, and hire a DB coach and pay him. <laughs> the problem with that is, is, is then you start having, you know, equity problems with your staff, right? Mm-hmm. If you pay one assistant coach, you just bring him in and say, I'm giving this guy 500,000. Then what, do, what do the other assistants think? You know, that's like, well, damn, you know, so that, that is a problem, right? And it's a problem in business. That's why businesses kind of have, you know, they keep people equal jobs, making equal. So I, you know, I imagine that um, coach Adams comes in at the, you know, 250, 275 range. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll see when, when that's announced. Sounds like what I make it doing this podcast. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Big money podcast. Yes. Big big money money podcast. Angie, uh, before we go, I was actually going to talk about this off air, kind of pitch this idea, but I think it would be cool for everybody to hear it is. So I know, 
uh, we kind of been, you know, pitching around the idea of having a third person come on and uh, kind of every podcast or not every podcast, but maybe, I don't know, every other podcast. I don't know how we'll do it, but, uh, you know, I think it'd be really cool, Angie, if sometimes we could just maybe get, you know, one of our listeners just to hop on and kind of give, a, give them like be five minutes, 10 minutes, or hey, if they want to take my spot, if they're better than me, by all means, go for it. I'm just kidding. Don't do that, please, because I actually like doing <laughs> this. But uh, I think it would be cool to have somebody hop on and kind of just have another voice and another opinion. And, you know, sometimes we can debate. Sometimes we don't have to. If you want to yell at me, call me dumb. You can. I'll just I take- love it. Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. So that's something to keep in mind. I don't know how we'll choose how we do that. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I like I like sweets. I like brownies. So if someone can bake good brownies, I'll take them, and then they'll hop on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Gosh, that's ridiculous. Um, no, but, but really, no, yeah, if, you're, if you guys are interested in, in jumping on with, with us, yeah. let's, hear it. let's hear from you. Yes, please do. Uh, and, oh, I forgot what I was going to I was going to say one other thing. Oh, yeah. So if someone does hop on, it's it, I don't know if a lot of people know this is that it's not like it, it can't be like a three way call, <laughs> like you and I are gonna have to record something. Whoever is hopping on, and then it's a basically talk with Marcus. Yeah, it's ba- yeah. So if you want to just you sit don't here, don't have and, to talk to me. Yes, you can talk to Angie, and she can answer your question when we record. But I don't know. But that's just you know it's basically just to sit down and talk with me. So that's something to keep in mind, Angie, that we might be doing in the future. And to everyone who's listening, so um, like we said, if you'd like to hop on just for a little bit, just come hop on and talk to us. We want to get you guys involved as much as we can. So, uh, Angie, do you have anything else? No, I'm just I'm excited for signing day again. Um, pitch it's, it is our biggest promo, and you guys will get sign up for a month, and you will have Beaver Blitz coverage all the way through. July. Yeah, you so, guys get to um, stick with me through July. Come on. Do some fun stuff. <laughs> and uh, there's, yeah, uh, two official visitors this weekend and then some uh, walk-on candidates as well. And we'll have coverage of that all, you know, the next week. And, uh, yeah, signing day is coming up. So uh, be ready. It, it's a little different now with the with the main signing day kind of ha- taking place in December. But we still have some fun stuff planned for the 6th and um, we'll be reviewing the classes today. Actually, it's, it's kind of fun. It's an article I did. It, it took me a, a day or two to do put together, but I have a projected depth chart going into spring ball. And so uh, it's a VIP article. So this is where you'll want to join and uh, join in the conversation. I break down every position group and how I see that uh, depth chart heading into spring camp. And, you know, I, some of the vets might not be happy with me, but um, I do see major, major shakeups heading into spring ball, especially on the defensive line and linebackers. Perfect. Well, sounds good. Everybody, again, thank you for listening to another episode of The Dam Podcast with your host, Marcus Greaves and, and Angie Machado. Excuse me. I know we say we'll be back every Monday, but it hasn't been like that. But I promise, actually, I'm not going to promise, hopefully we'll be back anywhere from Monday to Wednesday. <laughs> Monday's not a holiday this this next week. Oh, perfect. There we go. So, yeah, we had a holiday, and then there's been issues with, you know, the station and finding a a recording booth. So we'll figure it out. It's all good. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But uh, thank you guys so much, and we'll be back next week.